In John 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hey, this is your girl, Mikkel, from Journey in Christ, here to uplift and encourage the babe in Christ. We are here to help you on your faith journey. The hardest part about being a child of God and following God's word is not understanding it. I'm going to say that again. It is hard to obey God's written word when we do not understand it for a very, very long time. I felt guilt and condemnation for not helping people, for not helping others. And even when I did help, I put myself at a deficit. Over and over again, people would be in need and I would give and I would leave myself in the negative and sometimes feel depleted. Um, there were times where, where I, I lent or gave money when I needed it myself. And I believed that God would provide because I helped someone else. I started to feel resentful of the word of God. I started to feel resentful as being a child in Christ. And I started to get frustrated at how God would want us. To, to love others, uh, love all of these people, to, to always leave us feeling empty. Over the past few weeks, um, there has been a new revelation, a new word. I have been reminded to use God's word as my reference. So it's just a checkpoint using scriptures to back up another scripture. Jesus is our ultimate example. And I'm going to use him to, today of what and who we are working toward. So you're not working toward being like Mikel, but you're wor working toward being like Christ. The way that, that Jesus has um, distributed his love, it was conscious and well thought out. Jesus had hand-picked the people that who he would have around him daily and chose people that respected him, that had faith in him, that honored him to be a part of his circle, the people who he would have in close proximity. He himself had boundaries and they were clear. When someone said something that would go against the word of God, the written and the spoken word, revelations that God had given him, he rebuked them. Jesus even rebuked his friend, Peter. When he felt overwhelmed and needed replenishing, he retreated and sought God in prayer. This was where he had renewed strength to continue to teach and preach. This is our example, y'all. This is what we're supposed to do. When we're feeling empty, when we're feeling unloved, when we're feeling um, mistreated, we're to retreat and go to God in prayer. We're to retreat and, and, and read his word and remind ourselves of, of how much he loves us and, and remind ourselves of the things that he has done for us. Additionally, Jesus did not was and was not able to heal and save everyone. That's why we're here. That's why we're here as children of God. Because although Christ died, there are still some people that are, are not a part of the kingdom, that are missing out on his word, that may not understand it, that may not know 
how to apply it. Jesus went home to his own people, his own family, his own friends, and was unable to deliver and heal the people that were there because they had no faith. The carpenter's son, that little boy from around the corner, they had no faith in him. The boy that was born in the barn, they were poor, have no faith in him. Jesus looks, was looked down upon by the people who, who should have known him best. They did not receive him. Sometimes we are not received by the people we love the most, but maybe we're not called to them. Let me say that again for you. We may not be received by the people we love the most because we're not called to those people. We're not called to everyone. We're not called to save everyone. Let that sink in for a minute. Imagine preaching to a group of people, teaching to a group of people who are not delegated to you. They were not called to you. You were not supposed to speak to them. And now you're feeling tired, drained, frustrated, angry, unwanted, unloved, all those negative things. But this is for you to know. They may not have been called to you. How would you know who's called to you? This is something you can take to God in prayer to find out. In the kingdom of God, it is not God's plan for us to serve him in, in these many different capacities as pastors, as evangelists, as apostles, whoever, as teachers. And after we've served, we, we, we come out feeling empty, upset, drained, disappointed, or angry, any of those negative things. That is not of God. As we serve God, we are being replenished. We are, are being filled we are filled with the grace. We, are, we feel more anointed to the people that we are called to. If you ever notice when a pastor is preaching, when someone is, they are being filled. They're being energized. And that is God pouring his strength, his love, and his grace on them. Especially when you're, when you're serving the people you're called to serve. I want to remind you that God is not sitting around this angry, this angry father waiting for us to be reprimanded for the mistakes that we've made or he doesn't want to punish us for the mistakes that we've made. He wants us to continuously though seek him so we have clarity and understanding on what we should be doing and how to serve, who to serve and what we're serving, what we're, what we're teaching. All of us are not called to teach the same thing. We are not only God's children, but we are his servants. But he himself came as a servant to serve children that didn't even want him. Even though they did not even deserve it anyway. God came in human form and served although his own creation turned against him. Kept choosing something else over him. God still loves us. Even right now, when we choose our friends, our families, we choose watching a movie, going to the movies, hanging out with friends. We do so many things and we put those things before God, but he still loves us. He still wants to spend time with us and he doesn't care. But 
we get answers, we get clarity, peace when we seek him. I thought there were people that loved me in certain relationships. I thought there were certain friendships that, you know, those people loved me until I got a better understanding of, of God's plan and his love for me, for me. Someone once said, if you are not celebrated, you are tolerated. Heard and read the story of the Good Samaritan many times until I got this new revelation over the couple of last few weeks that I would like to share. The priest and the Levite that I always thought was, I was looking at them and, think, and thinking negative about them because they didn't help this guy that needed help. And they weren't called to help him. They, they didn't even have the capacity to help him. They didn't have the tools to help this guy. Yes, it was the priest. Yes, it was the Levite. But he was, they were not called to him. Notice though, when, when the good Samaritan though, when he came, he had supplies. He was able, he had the capacity to help. He had extra money to pay for a room. He had uh, uh, oil. He had bandage. He had wine. He had the capacity to help. If God has given a vision, he'll make provision. I am learning to pay attention to the people that show mercy, that show kindness, or what we call favor. In some cases, this would be the person that is called to be our destiny helpers. But you need to know how to identify them though. When they are showing love and compassion, I can use that as an opportunity to pour back into them and, and I can reciprocate love. I can I can feel that love and it's and it's flowing from them to me. The people that have favor on us are more likely to receive us rather than trying to show love to people who resent us and hate us and, and are not called to us. If you have had experience where you thought your love could help someone, that your love would win them over, that your love, not God's love, your love. But in doing that, you were left feeling drained, that you were tired and you were unhappy. Last week, we talked about guarding our hearts. In guarding our hearts, we must learn and understand how to use the word of God so we are not defeated. We can sometimes be defeated by the mere fact that we are not obeying, seeking him, worshiping him, or even asking for directions. Many years ago, living in sin, praying to God, having this expectation of God, and he had an expectation of me that I wasn't fulfilling. I was still living in sin. I was having sex with my partner. I, I was going in the club. I was hardly ever even reading the word to be able to, to apply it to my life. God's promises does not work and will not work if we're not in a relationship. If we're not in that covenant with him. If our hearts are not connected to him. If we continue living without full, fully and faithfully believing what God has said is true and his promises that knowing that his promises will be fulfilled 
we're living a life in defeat. An example is Abraham, who was so faithful in serving and obeying God. God spoke to him. God said to Abraham, he gave him this instruction to, to, to take his child, the one that he'd been waiting for, the one that he'd been praying for, the one that, that this was it, <laughs> to sacrifice him. Help, help me, help me somebody. Tell me you understand what I'm saying. There is this, this guy, Abraham, that, that has been waiting for this child for so many years. And now God is saying, take this child that I just, that, that you got and go on top of the mountain and sacrifice him to me. I don't know if when you think about this and you think about, you know, the goodness of God and his desires, we, we cannot explain it. We cannot understand it. But in obedience, we see, we seek, we get answers in obedience. We get new revelation in obedience. We, we get, the doors are opened. In Abraham's obedience, he didn't go and, and explain to everybody what had to be done. He didn't tell his wife. He just got up and he took that son and he carried him up to the mountain to be sacrificed. But God's plan wasn't, wasn't to actually sacrifice that child. God's plan was to see his heart. Remember now, God is not this, this angry God sitting around waiting to reprimand us. He's not sitting around waiting to, to inflict pain on us. But he's there lovingly wanting to teach us, um, to help us, to guide us. He gave instructions through the Holy Spirit so, so we can have answers to those prayers we've been asking for so long. He's there just waiting for you to receive him. He's there waiting for you to accept him. He's there waiting for you to ask him. Have you ever thought about how, how easy it would be to, to sacrifice a son? To, to sacrifice something that you've been waiting years for. The son that is, could possibly be the only child that you have. Abraham didn't question that. Abraham didn't let that the, 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 the fact that he had one son hinder him, he obeyed God. He knew that in obedience to God, there would be, there would be more. There would, go back to those instructions that God has given you, even in private. Go back to, to the word and see God's truth in his word. As a kingdom kid, as a babe in Christ, as a believer in Christ, there are many things we may not understand, but answers are there. And it takes us to seek, ask and petition in prayer for the answers that we want. If you love God, you will keep his commandments. You will keep his word. You will obey his instructions. Hey y'all, thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe and share. Connect with us on social media, we are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and please do remember, we are on podcasts. You can find us on Apple or Google as one of the major podcast outlets. But I will see you in the next video. Peace out, y'all.